part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I have no gifts to bring. You know what they say about people that don't bring gifts? You know what they say? To lay before the king. They say, shut up. <laughs> stop. Jeez, make it stop. I thought we weren't doing this. I'll tell you what, that drummer boy song. You know what was funny? You know what it reminds me of? Chicken. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me of? The mega churches five years ago that were like, everybody, drum line solo for Christmas or nobody gets to go home. <laughs> It makes me think a little of Drummer Boy Chicken. They had the best gizzards ever when I was a kid. Is that like an IGA thing? No, it was like a standalone restaurant in Lancaster, Ohio. Drummer Boy Chicken it was awesome. I've never heard of it. Is it a chain? No, 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 no. It was just Drummer Boy Chicken in Lancaster, Ohio. When was this? 80s. So you thought. Early 80s. Early to mid 80s. an independent chicken restaurant in Lancaster, Ohio. Not to be confused with Lancaster, which is in Pennsylvania would be something that people wanted to hear about. No, no, no. I, I just relived a little memory from my childhood there. I don't care whether they wanted to hear about it or not. If you haven't figured out yet, folks, Peace on Earth. that we make this Can for us, not you. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're back, and our wives are still decorating everything for Christmas. Yeah, we're a little closer now, but still. Actually, that's a lie. As you're listening to this, Gary is currently feet up, Probably. Let me guess your outfit. Um, I'm going to go with a shirt that's about one size too small. A little bit wrinkled. <laughs> wow. T-shirt. He's got... Aggressive. Uh, you know how like semi-drivers wear like a newer version of like Dale Earnhardt glasses? They're not quite <laughs> as big, but they're definitely like a blue chromium reflective. They cover the whole eye. Like You can't even get sunlight in your eyelid or below the eye. Complete UV protection. Uh, he's got some type of fantasy book that is at least 700 pages <laughs> that somehow he'll read twice in a day. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, you you have a full body buzz. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else has happened? Oh, third, you're three to four times you've already been to the bathroom. It's 10 a.m. because you're on day three and uh, you have eaten 7,000 calories a day. I mean, what part of my line about so nothing that you're saying is out of the realm of possibility. So as you're listening to this, that's what Gary's doing right now. What Uh, he's saying is, is I'm on a cruise. I'm on a boat. Yeah, I am. And just so you guys are aware, and we will reference this again at the end of the episode. Oh, please let them know that we'll reference it again. This is the last episode of season three. We will be back with you after the first of the year. You'll probably see some updates from us here and there over the next six, seven weeks, but we're taking a break. You know why? It's the holiday season. Shut up. So hoop dee doop and dickory duck. Somebody's going to turn off their podcast right now. Yes, they are. Coming down the chimney now. Please stop. All right. Well, truth be told also, we're recording these back to back. I'm a few beers in. I mean, yeah. Just letting all the secrets out of the bag. Yeah. Okay. 
But we do have a division in football to talk about here tonight, and it's the NFC. Are you going to skip the other thing we were going to talk no, about? No, we're going to talk. Gary, listen. I get so confused about listen. the order of things because you say we're going to do one thing, and then you just jump all over you the place. You need to let me set things up. Everybody okay. knows this. I talk during the intro. I moderate during the content while you monologue <laughs> for 30 minutes, and then I say something funny at the end, and we all leave. Okay. Happy to know that I made fun of Gary once again. Okay. But I have noticed the last couple of shows, people are starting to feel a little bit sympathetic because sometimes I go a little too hard in the paint. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yeah, but I also know that people, and as much as I appreciate that, you guys have to remember, I'm dead inside. Also, he's a lot to deal with. <laughs> if you've been to a card show and talked to him, like you're like, geez, I did not know this was going to be a five-minute answer. Well, I mean, don't ask. I just asked him how he thought. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you asked me about prospects. I'm going to talk to all you about prospects. All I asked prospects. him was how he felt about Zach Wilson. I wasn't expecting all that. <laughs> uh, no, uh, one thing we did want to talk about, and I think it's something that's a little bit of a pattern that we're going to see. Um, first off and foremost, utmost respect for the guys associated with us, um, with uh, sports cards nonsense. But uh, yeah, this is not a shot at anybody. No, not at all. I just think it's an interesting thing for us to talk about. Card Shop Live, their uh, online live selling platform, um, is closing up shop. So by this point, it's been announced for probably about 10 days, two weeks. Um, it just didn't financially make sense to keep doing it. Um, so this is the other side of it for guys like Gary and I that aren't huge Panini fans that have enjoyed seeing them get a taste of their own medicine with fanatics um and honestly the monopoly that's developing i think overall it's a net win for hobby and growing the collector space however um you're going to see more of these smaller um tech ventures just get kind of swallowed up with what fanatics has going on um i don't know if that's the main reason but i do think that we are going to see some restructuring and resizing in the hobby over the next year or two I, I agree with you. I don't know that the fanatic stuff is the main reason for this. I honestly think the main reason for this, and this is a very common theme in business in general. If you are trying to launch a business with the goal of taking advantage of a surging market, chances are you're going to fail. And it's because chances by are the, you're late. Yeah. But because by the time you actually get your product to market, you you don't have there's not enough market share for you to get to unless you have massive amounts of dollars behind it to advertise yeah. it and create a slick UI and everything else. And this was a situation where I don't want to say they started it on a shoestring budget, but you could tell just looking at the tech that it wasn't Silicon Valley developed. Right. And uh, it wasn't advertised super well outside of their podcast and well but let me interrupt conceptually the conceptually <laughs> conceptually i didn't card say yes. shop live uh no conceptually the idea was let's actually filter who i'm not just gonna let anybody go live i'm not gonna let people pull this bull crap that they do on whatnot where it's terrible customer service i'm not gonna be gonna be letting people gouge i want to actually help brick and mortars and breakers that have a good reputation i love it i love it i love it however Unfortunately, there's not that many of them that are willing to leave larger platforms with way more customers. Well, and, and let's be perfectly frank here. What drives this hobby, not the 
the people who are, have been in this hobby for 40 years and will be in it for 40 more are not the people who drive the hobby. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it was the case that that was the truth, but it's not. What drives the hobby, and this hobby is very cyclical, uh, what drives the hobby is new people who come in, see people making money, jump in with a bunch of money, lose their money, and leave. Right? So that's what drives the hobby. When you have a platform like they tried to develop that doesn't appeal to those people, what appeals to the sneaker flipper crowd? The idiots on whatnot screaming and yelling and acting like every $10 card's a $100,000 hit. They're the ones four weeks ago. Kenny Pickett yeah. to 99 out of Chronicles pink paper. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, that type of stuff, so whatnot, and some of those other platforms have become entertainment platforms, not hobby platforms. Um, they're entertainment platforms that are hobby adjacent, and if you don't play those games, you're not going to win those prizes. And I think that's what Mike and found out with this, mm-hmm. as much as it sucks, and I hate to see it because Mike's a friend, and I don't like to see anybody have a, a venture that's not successful. But... It's like trying to go buy houses to do Airbnb with right now. What else do we think will we see affected by what's happening in the hobby? Well, I mean, in in general, Fanatics has launched their own break platform, and they're slowly but steadily forcing people into that world. Like, so there's a breaker that's a Facebook breaker, really cool guy, super entertaining, was fun. His room felt like family. Just a small, it was priced reasonably well. Sometimes he got a little crazy with pricing, but most of the time pricing was good. And his supplier that he was getting product from came to him and said, hey, Fanatic, and they're a big breaking conglomerate. Um, they came to him and said, hey, Fanatics is cracking down on us. Uh, if you want to keep buying product from us, you have to break for us. Mm. Um, so he had to rebrand everything and now it's all corporate. It doesn't feel the same. I had a yeah. conversation with him about it. Like, I don't know that I'm going to keep taking part here because the prices have gone up. It feels very corporate. I don't like how it's going. I think that that's the direction that breaking is going to go outside of just the random dude like Cody who does some retail breaks really yeah. cheap here and there. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I was there for a little while. If you had any idea business related related to the hobby you're going to get a little bit out of it a little sizzle yeah and uh, that seems to be changing um i don't know that's necessarily a bad thing because mm-hmm. i think it's going to correct and send the right people out we were talking about that a couple episodes ago uh a lot of these people that are just trying to get rich quick off the hobby think about it like the dot-com boom back in the early 2000s if you had a dot-com you were going to get a few million dollars in funding from somebody because all these venture capital firms were throwing money at the wall mm-hmm. to see what shit would stick. And 90% of those businesses went under. Yeah, The ones who survived became monsters like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing's happening now in the hobby for about a year and a half. Anybody with a reasonable idea and decent connections could get a few million dollars and in funding. And a little bit of an audience, yeah. yeah. could yeah. get a, some funding to launch something. That's not the case anymore. Um, in my opinion, that's a good thing. Um, too many people had an opportunity to come in and pull lots of dollars out of the hobby. Yeah. 
the one thing that keeps this ecosystem functional for all of us that have been in it for a long time is that the money that's in the hobby tends to stay in the hobby. People will buy stuff and then they will sell it and then they will use those dollars to buy other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a cycle that repeats. But when people are coming into the hobby, pulling cash out of the hobby and it's not going back in, that's not good for anybody. Yeah. All right, you ready to jump into NFC? Let's make it happen. So we did the first half of this last week. We were talking about peekaboos, which means somebody that's peeking right in the middle of the season that uh, would probably be worth selling because of how they're doing. And then also a buy from each team, somebody that it's a good time to buy. They're still cheap, or we see an uptick on the way. Yep. Yep. All right, so let's jump it right off with a team that is very dominant, very talented, Worst fan base I've ever seen. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but they're the they're an amazing fan base. They're just a terrible team to have to go visit. Yeah, they're and here's the thing about that team this year. They're seven one. They have the best record in the league, but it's not dominant like it was last year. There have been some fought, hard fought games, some tight games, and their loss is to a bad team. Uh, Jets are not a good team. A great defense. They're not a good team. Um, as far as uh, peekaboos and and buys uh, for that team. It's pretty straightforward. Um, your buy is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown rookie stuff is stupid cheap. He is the most physically dominant receiver in the league. It's ridiculous what he's doing this year. He's the first receiver in NFL history to have six straight games with 125 yards or more receiving. He is a massive human. He is a specimen. fast and strong and yeah. thick. And you can't press him off the line. And his stuff is still really, really cheap. Uh, rookie autos for less than a hundred bucks. Uh, numbered ones, yeah. less than a hundred bucks. Uh, sell. Uh, pretty straightforward. You're gonna. This is pretty the- thematic. Uh, middle of the season, seven and one team. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to go up much more. Yeah, uh, he probably isn't going to go down much more either. But sell, yeah, is not a bad idea. Yep. All right, let's move to this team that's just having a crazy season, uh, putting up some weird numbers in games too. Okay, them boys. Ugh. Am I not wrong about that? <laughs> I mean, it's been weird. Like, oh, some stat lines that just things that we haven't seen out of this team in a very long time. Yeah, on both both directions. Yeah, on both directions. Yeah, some really, really good stuff and really yeah. terrible stuff. Yep. Um, again, uh, Dak Prescott playing as good as he has. His stuff has ticked up again. Again, I'd probably move my Dak Prescott stuff if it was me. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is criminally undervalued in the hobby. Um, I think the CD Lamb is a great buy. I also think Micah Parsons is. Did a you think there was any chance that we would be talking about Dak Prescott in this light at the beginning of well, the season? What do you mean? That he is a sell and not in a bad way. Um. Yeah. I've I've always felt like Dak gets way. He's gotten way more credit when they've been good than he should have gotten, and he's gotten way more blame when they've been bad than he should have gotten. I agree with the first half of that. I don't with the second, but does he make some boneheaded plays trying to force things at the worst times? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but when he's at his best, he's a really good player and he's been at his best most of the time this year. Uh, so again, worth selling. If you've got some nice stuff right now and the Cowboys always have a big fan base and then CD lamb is so undervalued. 
that it's not funny. We're kind of in a golden age of receivers in the league yeah, right now. Yeah, we really are. Uh, Washington Commanders. Yeah. They're playing a little bit of football this year. They are playing a little bit of football this year. Sell, um, Sam Howell, again, he's played pretty well. Uh, exceeded my expectations. He's not played great, but his stuff is pretty high right now for yep. what it is. Uh, I think you can buy it back in the offseason for half of what you'll sell it for right now. Uh, the buy uh, is a guy who's on his way out of town. Chase Young. Chase Young, uh, you can buy really nice stuff. He's really cheap, and he's going to San Francisco where he's oh going to be across from Nick Bosa. Oh, my gosh. Single cover. He's going to be single blocked at all times. This is that team. Yeah, I mean, Chase Young, it almost makes that defense a cheat code. Yeah. Like, I, oh. Yeah, on Madden. Yeah, you can like, cheese that up real. Yeah, fast. so Chase Young is a, a buy. His stuff was really expensive you three years ago. Next year on Madden, you just run a contain. Yeah, with Chase Young and Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. All right. Well, it took you a minute to imagine that. And then you, you, you use Fred Warner, best is, linebacker. Is it okay if we just sell the whole team on the next one? Who is it? The Giants. I don't think we need to sell the whole team on the next one. Um. There's there's not a lot of sell opportunities with the Giants right now outside of maybe Saquon. Um, I would sell anything that you can. The team's really, really bad. The buy opportunities are also not great. Again, though, I don't think Daniel Jones is as bad as everybody wants him to be. He's going to be back this year. He did not look great, but he looked good in the games that he had Saquon for a game and a half. And then no more Saquon, and nobody looked good without Saquon. Yeah. And then Saquon came back, and Tyrod Taylor looked functional. I don't think Daniel Jones has it. I've, I've wanted to – I've been pulling for him. I've been emotionally invested in him. It's one of those things where, again, what's your risk versus the potential reward? Yeah. Cheap. He is cheap. Yep. Hobby-wise. Yeah. Hobby-wise, yeah. He's not cheap in the NFL, $46 million a year. All right. A team that we were saying the opposite about two years ago. Okay. Detroit. Oh, I love Dan Campbell so much. I do, too. I love Dan Campbell so, so, so much. I would argue that he was pivotal in Miami turning the corner when he became in as an interim. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, that was a that was a big turning point, and him not getting another look. I think I understand why they had to move forward, but – yep. Uh, in hindsight, <laughs> wouldn't have been too bad. It all worked out for Miami on the coaching front. Yeah, but so sell peekaboo peak for uh, the Lions is kind of a weird one because he was hurt for a few weeks, but he wasn't hurt last week and this coming week he's not going to be hurt. And I guess he, I'm guessing he'll do the same thing. I would sell my Jameer Gibbs stuff. Always sell running backs when they're playing well. Mm. Always, because they have a short shelf That's life. It's a short. Yeah. So sell those guys. The guy who is still criminally underrated, criminally cheap, Jared Goff rookie stuff, is so 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 cheap. And mm-hmm. all this dude has done since he got to Detroit Produces, man. is have a six to one touchdown to interception yep. ratio, yep. a s- almost seventy percent completion rate. His team loves him. I- it was like this narrative got spread that he just doesn't have it anymore. Whenever he was out in L.A. Which is crazy because he took him to a Super Bowl and was first-team All-Pro and then had one now, year where I he was I will say that off. was the worst Super Bowl I ever watched. Well, yeah, ever. they were not – Sean McVay was not ready for Bill Belichick. Neither of them were ready to put on a show, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they that team was 
We, they, Say that you bet the over without saying you bet the over on that one. Yeah. So it was, it, yeah, but Derek Goff is criminally, criminally undervalued in this yeah. hobby. Um, okay. Let's go to the Vikings. Oh, this one breaks my heart. Yeah. Sell Kirk Cousins. Ugh. Playing the best football of his career. Tears his Achilles. I finally sold that. He's been around a few years. <laughs> I sold that uh, blue rookie PSA 9 that I had a half hour before he tore his Achilles. No way. Uh, at a show. Um, Cousins, again, say what you will about Kirk Cousins. I would challenge any of you to go pull his career stats and put them up against anybody, and they will compare favorably. All the dude does is play ball and play it pretty well. Um, has he had great success in the playoffs? No. Has he had amazing success in Monday night and primetime games? Not necessarily. He hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been great. You know what he did have? You like that? Yeah, but I hate seeing a guy like that get that kind of an injury. Yeah. Which, this is like the third or fourth major Achilles injury in the NFL Something's this year. going on with that turf. Um, so, sell Kirk Cousins. Um, the buy, in, in my opinion right now, is Jordan Addison. Uh Jordan Addison, with Justin Jefferson out, has looked every bit of number one, which means that when Justin Jefferson comes back and teams are forced to decide who they're going to double cover, one of three things is going to happen. They'll either shadow both of them with safeties, and Alexander Madison is going to run wild, or Cam Akers is going to run wild, whoever they give the ball to, or one of those guys is going to just go off. Um, they did trade for... Um, Josh Dobbs from Arizona. Um, I don't think they're necessarily sold on the rookie that they have there coming in and Jaron Hall and, and holding down the job. And Josh Dobbs did a pretty good job for the eight weeks he was in Arizona when he got there three days before opening game with not much of a roster around him. So That was a long answer. Sorry. I'm going to need you to cut that back a little bit. Okay. You can do that a little quicker on this next one. Green Bay. Oh, Dumpster fire. Um, sell everything. Uh, Jordan loves bad guys. Yeah. If you can get anything for your Jordan love stuff, sell it. I did not think that'd be the case. I didn't think he was going to be bad. I did. I did. I did not anticipate Jordan love being any good at all. Uh, nothing about anything that he had done so far in his career indicated that he was going to be anything other than what he is. Um, so he is all day uh, the sell in Green Bay. I don't know that there's a buy there. <laughs> I really don't. Um, there's not even a defensive player that makes you go, hmm, nah. that's a that's a great uh, opportunity. I mean, maybe, maybe, like, Christian Watson? No. Nah, but, we're, we're I mean, reaching. we're stretching. It is like, what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's head over to the Windy City, the Bears. The Bears. Um it's a tough one because my gut says buy Justin Fields. I don't disagree. My gut says buy Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields. He doesn't want to be there. He, well, he doesn't want to be there, and I don't think the coaches want him there. Um, I think that the national narrative on Justin Fields is starting to change. I'm hearing more and more from people going, the Bears are ruining this kid. Yeah. Not he's not good. Yeah. Um, so my gut says buy Justin Fields. Uh, but there's also an argument be made to sell Justin Fields. Uh, but I think that buy Justin Fields is what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say sell any Tyler Bajant that you have. And I know his stuff spiked really hard. If you've got it, sell it. 
there's not really anybody else on that team other than DJ Moore that's even worth having in yeah. your collection. Like, it is what it is. The next one's going to be a little more fun to talk about, I think. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Falcons in Atlanta. Ooh. I knew you were going to like this one. Ooh. Yeah. Um, sell Desmond Ritter. He just got benched. <laughs> um, no, I actually don't say sell Desmond Ritter. That's an obvious one. Um, sell B. John Robinson for the same reason mm-hmm. that I say to sell Jameer Gibbs. Uh, rookie running backs that play well. They don't have much of a shelf life, and they're not going to be more expensive than they are at the peak of the hype of their rookie year. So sell Bijan Robinson by Taylor Heineke, hmm. who I really have I've liked since he was in Washington. He just kind of has some swag and some it factor. Teammates tend to love him and play hard for him. Is he great? No. Is his rookie stuff cheap? Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah. yeah if the Falcons – make squeak into the playoffs somehow and he has a game like he did where he almost beat tom brady in the buccaneers you're gonna see your 10 15 investment in a taylor heineke rookie auto quadruple in value yep let's head down to new orleans <sighs> yeah that's a tough one too it's a green bay situation um not quite as bad as green bay situation similar but similar yeah um I would probably sell any Derek Carr stuff that is reasonably nice. Um, it's not like his stuff has peaked or anything, but I don't think it's going up either. Vegas Dave's just um, loving life. Either him or Alvin Kamara would be the guys to sell. The guy that I think is worth buying, because, again, his stuff's cheap right now. Uh, and around here, it's not as cheap because he's an Ohio State guy. But uh, Chris Olave is a really good receiver. He's not flashy like Garrett Wilson. But he's yeah, a really he's good receiver. Moments, though, yeah, sure, he's he's a sure. really good receiver. He just doesn't yeah. have that swag that Garrett Wilson Not has. the same. Yeah. Uh, another one I know you're going to be excited to talk about, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sel Baker. Doing great. Um, he's doing well, playing much better than I think people thought he was going to. So, Sel Baker, uh, I've been pounding this drum for two years, and I'll continue to pound it uh, until he retires. By Mike Evans. Buy Mike Evans, buy Mike Evans, buy Mike Evans. He's a Hall of Fame receiver, and you can buy his numbered non-auto rookie stuff for less than $20. Yep. Because he doesn't talk, he's not flashy. All he does is go catch for 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns every freaking year. Every year. Like... He's been in the league nine years. He's had a thousand yards in nine straight years. He is one of those guys that he feels like he's been in the league for twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm just by Mike Evans. Um, all right, Carolina. Sell Bryce Young. Uh, I've been pounding the sell Bryce Young drum since the preseason. Uh, I don't think Bryce Young's terrible, but I don't think he's good. I think he's going to be hurt a lot, and I don't see a light at the end of that terrible team's tunnel. So sell, 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 Bryce Young. All right. Um, I don't think there's a buy in <laughs> Carolina. Uh, the only buy that I think is potentially there is a defensive player, and I don't think he's good enough to invest in, and that's Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Like He's a much better defensive player as far as his NFL stock goes than Hobby Love because he doesn't get huge sack numbers. He doesn't make splash plays. I don't think there's a buy in Carolina. All right. Let's go out to Seattle. Yeah. Are you selling Gino yet? Nope. You still buying? I, I Gino would be a hold for me right now, and if I can buy his stuff cheap enough, 
we're, we're into a year and a half now of Geno Smith being a starter, and we're into a year and a half of Geno Smith being one of the better starters in the league. Yeah. So, You're holding, though? That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I, I don't – I think that his stuff still has room to go up. Okay. If the, if the Seahawks make a playoff run – they win a Super Bowl, something along those lines. Geno Smith stuff's going to go. And hobby wise, he's been around long enough that it was like a little bit of a treasure trove for people to go find those. Yes, and I think it's had a little bit of a hobby effect as well. Yeah. So, I, I'm what's s- his rookie year? Two thousand ten. Somewhere between ten and twelve. Yeah, somewhere has it in been that, that long. Yeah, it has. Wow. All right. Um, so Geno Smith is not a not a sell for me. Um. I actually think that the the sell in Seattle, and this hurts me to say because he's a guy that I really like watching play, but I'm selling DK Metcalf. Yeah. Um, freak athlete. Freak athlete who has gone from a trajectory of becoming one of the best receivers in the NFL to a trajectory of being one of the better mid-tier receivers in the NFL. Which is just crazy. Um, he seems much more interested in knocking people out than he does in being a great receiver. Yeah. And I think that by next year, he'll be the number three option on that team. I think Lock, he's already the number two. Lockett's the number yeah. one option on that team. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is starting to come on as the number two option on that team. As the season goes on, he's gotten more and more involved. So I think DK is my sell for the Seahawks. Um, and I think, I, I, I think my buy probably is Geno still. Yeah. I still think that there's plenty of room for growth there uh all right let's go to a loaded loaded team uh san fran buy and sell two weeks ago i'd have told you to sell brock purdy but i'm not going to tell you to sell brock purdy right now because you probably bought him a month ago. too expensive <laughs> so hold on to brock purdy and hope that that gets better um my sell is going to be christian mccaffrey because again running back who has an injury history who's already been tweaked once this year. But he just set the record for the NFL for most touchdowns, most games in a row with a touchdown. Um, He's been healthy for the most part since he got to San Francisco, but history tells us that that's not going to hold, and his stuff is way up. So sell, 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 sell. Um, My buy in San Francisco is Brandon Ayuk. Mm. Quietly putting up a silly year. It's kind of been like that since he started. Yeah, but this year he's taken the next the next jump. Like he's on pace for a sixteen hundred yard year. Mm-hmm. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh Rams. Another dumpster fire situation. I wish I could say sell Sean McVay. I want him to fire him. He's worn he's he's worn me out. Worn is welcome. His his shtick is just I'm over it. Yeah. Um the the boy wonder's not a boy wonder anymore. He's just a dude that's annoying now. Um, kind of like PJ Fleck at Minnesota coach at Minnesota. I used to really like PJ Fleck and now he's just annoying. <laughs> um, you can only rah, rah so much. Yeah. Before yeah. if your if your wins don't match the rah, rah, it's just annoying. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, but if I'm, if I'm gun to the head, uh, I'm probably gonna sell uh, not Matt Stafford. Gosh, Team's bad. Sell Puka Nakua. I don't think his stuff's going to go up anymore. His rookies, I mean, his rookie autos are going for 150 bucks, non-numbered. Yeah. Sell Puka Nakua. Yeah, get your money. Yeah, get your money for it. Um, buy. 
Cooper Cup probably. I think he's still pretty cheap for what he is. Yeah. He'll be streaky enough if you hang on. Well, I mean, he came back from injury and all. He's yeah. still, he's just lighting he's it up. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's just good. really good. One last team. Great team. <laughs> okay. Going down to the Cardinals, Arizona. Uh, so this is actually kind of a fun one to talk about, in my opinion. So the Cardinals are in full-on tank mode, but they did just trade Josh Dobbs, which means that they have to think that Kyler's going to be back before too long. Mm. Kyler stuff's really freaking cheap right now. It's cheap for a uh, reason. Yeah, but when Kyler's been healthy, he's been good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buy Kyler. Wow. Okay. Um, and sell wise, there's not a lot to work with there. Um, the guy who was having a great year before he got hurt was James Conner, but you don't want to sell his stuff now. If you've got some nice Hollywood Brown stuff, he's been decent. Mm-hmm. Sell it, I guess, but they don't have a lot going on there. There's better players on defense, but they don't move the needle from a hobby standpoint. Sell your Pat Tillman stuff. If you have Pat Tillman stuff, sell it. It still goes for a huge premium. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Huge premium. All right. Well, that was Gary for 30 minutes, everybody. Yeah, you chimed in. I what know, are you talking about? Uh, if you didn't catch last week, we did do the AFC. We'll walk through that. Um, we are giving you the future when we tell you who to buy, so you should take financial advice from us. <laughs> Please don't say that. That's how we get sued. Is that an actual leave? We are not financial experts or professionals. Do not take financial advice from us. Do your Especially own about buying pieces of cardboard with pictures of men on them. Yes. It's a hobby for a reason. Oh, uh, before we wrap up and see everybody in the next season, we do have some shows coming up in December. Yep. We don't know <laughs> exactly which ones yet. I mean, I'll be, December will be, for me, I'll be at Wheelersburg. I'll be at the Southway show. Um, maybe at the Greeny show in Cleveland. We'll see. Yeah. I'll try to catch a couple of those too. Two, I'll probably be getting a little more into the show. You guys start seeing me more at more shows over the next few months for sure. Don't threaten people. Don't threaten them with a good time. Okay. That's where you decided to go with that, huh? Peace on earth. No, Jesus, God, stop. Can guys, I know that it's going to be hard for you to <laughs> miss this idiocy for six weeks, but we will see you in the new year. This has been the Ball Card Show. The Sports Podcast. For the Sports Collective. Bye. Peace. <laughs>